Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Eddie. And uh, we, we got a good episode. We're going to actually do some catch-up and uh, re-implement some of our reviews and I guess our schedule for review later on in the episode, right, Manny? Pretty much. Alrighty. But uh, how you doing, Manny? How was your weekend? Long weekend. Long weekend. Just mainly resting, honestly. Uh, just really just honestly just resting, honestly, because of my current situation or anything. And I'm just glad that I'm able to rest and everything just to get my body up to shape. Definitely. Well, that's good. Sounds relaxing. Pretty much. I mean, I have been pushing myself at work more and more these past few days and everything. I'm just trying to get my body back into its groove how I want, how I used to be, honestly. Got it. Well, I mean, it's going to take some time, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely going to take some time. Well, it's a good thing you have the office there. <laughs> right? Just just be like, oh, you know what? I think I got to go do some paperwork. Peace. I mean, me and my dad are just, honestly, after we feel ourselves and we're pushed too far, we'll just take like a small 10-minute break or something. Yeah, which I mean you should be doing regardless. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want to pass out from the heat or anything anything else, you know? Yes, the heat. We're in winter. Hey, it was hot this weekend. <laughs> I know it was hot this weekend. <laughs> it was super hot this weekend. And man, it was windy today. Yeah, fucking it's it's fucking January. We had like 90 degree weather. That fucking sucked. <laughs> but yeah, the wind was just terrible today, honestly. And especially since we actually got like unexpected rain because it's supposed to be a rain this weekend and not today. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, the wind howled so bad at my place, it blew and bent my flagpole in the 90-degree angle. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> What's your pole made out of aluminum? Yes, it is uh, telescoping aluminum. Oh, shit. No wonder. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a good, uh, it's a pretty, a fairly thick gauge. It's not like a really thin one, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I was on my drive home and I get like, uh, I get alerts whenever my cameras pick up motion from my security system. Yeah. And luckily it was actually my neighbor picking up, uh, you know, picking up and folding up my flag so it wouldn't stay on the ground. Okay. Which was, you know, super cool of them. But I'm looking at the video and I'm like, where's my pole at? <laughs> and yeah, it literally bent at the base 90 degrees. God damn. Yeah, fun. I guess I'm just going to have to go buy a a long steel one, just one piece steel. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I already dug up and I have it cemented in like almost two feet into the ground. So I'll just throw a steel pole in. Ain't going to go nowhere then. Pretty much. Yeah, that that was uh, (laughs) I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I was not expecting to hear that either. I mean, we've already had a quite a few windy days, so I'm surprised it just happened now. Yeah, well, it's supposed to get a little bit worse from what I hear. Yeah, it's going to be windy tomorrow. Well, I don't have a flagpole to get bent, so I'm not worried about it no more. <laughs> nice, nice. I took um, I took an uh, inner dimension, 
of because it's basically I cement in a sleeve and then the flagpole went into that sleeve two feet into the ground. That's, you know, okay. held in with cement. So I took an inner dimension of the sleeve and I figured I'll go find myself um, outer dimension close to that, you know, yeah. for a pole and, and I'll end up making it out of that. Maybe it won't be a good idea to go as tall, but hey, at least this one won't bend. True. <laughs> but all right, Manny, let's get into some of these headlines, buddy. What do you got? All righty. So now that we have officially ended with 2020, uh, what if for some people that don't know, Crunchyroll does a anime award ceremony for the anime that just happened the pre- in the previous year that just ended. So they have already uploaded their whole nominations for every category that they're doing for their anime awards that they will be announcing, if I'm correct, in February 15th. Okay. So if anybody's interested, you can go up and vote. The last day to vote is actually the 22nd. So that's this Friday, if anybody's interested in casting their votes for anime of 2020. Uh, so, some of the some of some of the categories are like anime of the year, best uh, protagonist, best antagonist, best boy, best girl, best opening sequence, best ending sequence, best Japanese voice actor, best English voice actor, which is kind of interesting. I didn't think they would actually add the best English voice actor, mainly because what about all the other languages that also get dubbed as well well it it probably has to do with um i guess how many you know what i mean true if it's if it does a bunch of other languages but the actual downloads for that site isn't as much as english then obviously they're going to recognize one over the other true and some of the other categories is like best director best animation best character design best fight scene best drama Best comedy, best score, best couple, and best fantasy. All right. So those are this, pretty, this comes yeah. out on the 15th, you said? This, so the voting period, like I said, is till the 22nd, and we have until February 15th for the results and everything. Got it. So it's kind of like a pick-me-up to the uh, Lonely Weaves after Valentine's Day. I guess you can say that, actually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Actually, yeah, okay. So I just confirmed it's not February 15th. It's February 19th. Oh, you messed up my joke. All right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, February 19th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, cent- uh, Pacific time zone. So if anybody wants to go ahead and vote before the 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific time, go ahead and vote for your animes. And then just wait for February 19th. Cool. So do they do any live streaming for this or do they just release like a list posted on the website? For the previous years, I never paid attention to the announcements. I just voted and I just waited until they actually see something online or something or just like scrolling through my my feed or anything. I just see it. So I never know actually how they actually announce it. All right. I'm pretty I think it will be a stream, though. I think I think they've always done a stream of the announcements, so I'll, I'll have to actually look, uh, keep an eye on that. Actually, 
Cool, cool, cool. So what's your pick? There was a lot of random ones, honestly. Uh, I did not pay attention to any animes, basically any new animes for 2020. We've already had so many animes that came out 2020, but the only ones I ever paid attention to were just continuing series like season two, season four, season five, who, whatever season they came out with. Yeah, so and are continuations not eligible for these? They were, no, they are eligible. The only thing is a lot of these oh, nominations went towards more new animes and uh, new animes that came out this year uh, last year for 2020. Uh, okay, so not all of them were on the nomination list. Yeah, pretty much. So for the majority of all these nominations, I just chose random stuff because the list of nominations were just animes that I've never seen or heard. All right, for sure. But other than that, I mean, I made some, I actually made some biased judgments on my end, like who I want to vote for and everything, because that's who I want to vote for. That's my pick and everything. Uh, some of the nominations gave out to like the show Haikyuu, which is the volleyball anime. So I get, I threw my votes at it. So a few of them were Ray Zero. I threw my votes at it as well. But yeah, the, that's pretty much the update on that. I don't know if you have any questions about it so far yet. Um, well, is there like a particular, I guess a particular category that usually seems to be kind of like a good hinter at what's going to end up being actual second seasons like is this kind of how they do some of the rankings besides you know downloads and views no this is pretty like i said this is just pretty much crunchyroll's award show for the enemies uh it doesn't guarantee that it's going to have a second season or a, a, a next season that's it's all just based on popularity of the show okay so this is kind of separate from the studios yeah all right all right well, still pretty interesting to see what ends up coming out on top for everything. Pretty much, actually. Yeah, it's just too bad we weren't, I guess, as deep into this, uh, I guess, these seasons of anime this year. <laughs> uh, we were busy with how crazy the world was, honestly. Very true. But that's kind of why we got to watch it and, and get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Manny. What it's else our, you It's got? our escape, basically. Yes. So this is basically... I would. I would say this is actually a continuation, but also Crunchyroll actually gave out a full list of what was the most topped viewed anime throughout the re- throughout each region of the world, which okay. I think which I think was really interesting though honestly because I I would have never thought about that honestly. Yeah. All right. So, do you, what's what's some interesting ones? Let's, let's hear them. Okay. So. For North America, it was just only My Hero Academia and Jujutsu Kaisen. Just I don't know two. the second one. Jujutsu Kaisen, it's it's an anime that just came out this year as well. And from the looks of it, it's been a very, very well done anime. I've been meaning to check it out, honestly, but I've just been really lazy. If I'm correct, it was also nominated under, under Best... Uh, or What was the category again? trying to look up the categories again but uh, yeah but it got a couple or at least one nomination oh no it was like in almost every nomination honestly 
Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that that was the interesting part. Uh, oh, so it was nominated for Anime of the Year. Okay, cool. And that's what I voted for, honestly, even though I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, a lot of these animes were like from shows that or the nominations were just like shows that I've never heard of seeing. Yeah, you hear that crunchy roll? Your voting's your voting's flawed. It's inflated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was just mainstream animes, then it would be inflated and flawed. All right. So for the next region, we got South and Central America. Their list actually goes a little bit in it increases. Actually, we got My Academia, Attack on Titan, Final Season. The God of High School, Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover, and Tower of God. Okay, all right. For Europe region, we got My Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, Tower of God, Black Clover, and God of High School. Man. Middle East and North Africa, we got Jujutsu Kaisen and Black Clover. As you can see, there's a trend in why we're seeing so many nominations in the awards for Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> I was going to say for My Hero Academia, that was the only region that didn't have it. Really? Yeah, yeah that's true. All, all that's the ones true. you just named all had My Hero Academia. For the rest of Africa, we got Jujutsu Kaisen, the God of High School, and Black Clover. Asia would be Boruto, Naruto Next Generations. Jujutsu Kaisen, Onyx, Equinox, God of High School, Tower of God, and Black Clover. Okay. And for the Oceania region would be Jujutsu Kaisen, Boruto, Naruto, Next Generations, Black Clover, Tower of God, and Ray Zero. Man, we're, us in North America, we're just targeted on just two, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And Interesting. There is a there is a small side note from Crunchyroll, but Antarctica's top twenty twenty anime for most viewed is actually God of High School. Okay, so they're actually a little bit off, which is weird because I didn't think that there would be uh, a a list uh, listing for Antarctica region. <laughs> well, I mean, it technically is a different region, right? Yeah, but I just I just never. It's, it's one of those regions that or just one of those parts that you would never think that would be listed, honestly. <laughs> it's all right. It's just one Eskimo just in an igloo. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's cool. So you did mention something earlier, though, about, uh, I guess, anime of the year. Who are the runners for that one? So for anime of the year would be Keeper Hands Off, Aizoken, Jujutsu Kaisen, Dorohedro, Great Pretender, Apere Ranman, and Beastars. Okay, so is this only limited to new anime? Is that why like My Hero Academia isn't on there? I Academia was like I said in other nominations, but there is just more of a falling towards these animes that were part of the nominations, I would say. Okay. Well, I was just saying because if there was a it was that what what did you call it? Juju Taikin or something? Juju uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Sure, that one. So that one and My Hero <laughs> Academia and like Black Clover were three that were named in almost every region, you know? 
I think they just wanted to give more recognition to actual animes, not just continuing series that are just popular. However, with other nominations or with other categories, I think they would focus on actual uh, legit you mean scenes. actual numbers? <laughs> yeah, so, so one of them was the best fight scene. And the one that I chose was Deku versus Overhaul, which is, was uh, My, My Hero Academia Season 4. Yeah. And that was my choice, just mainly because the other ones I have never, all the other animes I haven't seen. And I can say that for that particular fight scene with Deku versus Overhaul, the animation was just over the top on every form with the director and everything with this. Uh, I think he did an amazing job of with the animation and his directness towards it. Alrighty. Well, I'd be interested to see how they do their nominations for like anime of the year if it's not done by actual popularity or numbers. Mm-hmm. No, that is true, honestly. Uh, I never gave any thought because all I do since most of these enemies I've never seen, so I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just uh I just kind of connected them from what you said about most viewed in the regions and then i didn't really hear those names again in the nominations yeah there is a link on crunchyroll's website uh when you go towards the page for the anime awards uh where they do talk about the judges and the categories revealed so you could probably get more insight there uh, on information for that uh, for the nomination process possibly hey they kept my hero academia out of that so you know, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of hearing of that one. <laughs> okay. All right, Manny. Is that a summary that sums it up for you? I think that is, actually. All right. Well, let's roll into this uh, this next one. You remember last episode we talked about, you know, GM pulling all kinds of crazy moves and trying to turn our cars into appliances? Yes. So they are officially partnered up with uh, Microsoft now. Really? Yes, they're going to be making robo taxis. Okay, I can I can definitely see it because I know Microsoft has been heavy uh, investing into this type of industry, especially for autonomous driving. Yes, and that's what they're going to be. It's a uh, cruise autonomous vehicles. Okay. Now, after they did that. Man, their stocks blew up. <laughs> and if I would have known, I would have invested. I gave you a hint last week, Manny. You got to heed my you, words. You didn't tell me about the Microsoft part. <laughs> I gave you a hint that they're making moves. You didn't say Microsoft, though. I didn't need to. Can't give you all <laughs> these answers. <laughs> you but uh, just in the afternoon from the announcement, their stocks went up over 9%. Yeah, damn. Yeah. So, you know, we, we discussed last week about all the different moves they're trying to make and how they are kind of trying to, you know, appliance it, basically, is, is the way I'm kind of seeing it, you know? Yeah. But this is going to be a big, big one for them. They're going to get, you know, they, they're projecting that it's going to be worth, um, that the company is going to get up to about $30 billion dollars. And this is just from investors in the whole startup of this coming out from $2 billion. Okay. 
So apparently one of the group investors is actually including Honda in this as well. Because we did hear about Honda and GM actually forming an alliance for new platforms in the EV industry. Correct? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna co-produce two crossovers. Okay. So they, you know, that like I said, you do you start doing a little bit of business together, they're gonna keep going, you know? Yeah, I can't wait for the Camaro type R. <laughs> Oh no! It'll it'll be a front wheel drive, but you can't see shit out of it. <laughs> right. Now, with that, you know, next month they do they are unveil unveiling their new Bolt or Bolt um, on the fourteenth, I think. Uh huh. And they're offering zero percent financing on all like uh, certified pre owned bolts and volts. And where are they revealing this? Uh, you know, it did not say. It's probably going to be online because right now there's not really many venues or events going on for it. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be an online release. Okay, that's going to be interesting if we can get the chance to watch it too. Nah. <laughs> they might give some sneak previews to, to future stuff, so we never know. Yeah, but... I don't think it I don't think it excites me to the point where I'm gonna go want to watch the unveiling of the bolt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> I mean, the industry side of it interests me because obviously all these moves are gonna affect how the car industry goes forward from here on out, you know? You make every episode an EV episode, but you're not interested in watching it's a review. car industry episode, and this is what's happening <laughs> yeah. in the industry. <laughs> But you're not interested in watching them. I am video. not interested in these appliances. No. <laughs> then stop making every episode an EV episode. It's happening, Manny. <laughs> like I said, it's it's gonna move our industry, and this is what this is what our cars are going to become. But does that mean I have a personal interest on this specific little electric toaster? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. That's that's you know like I said last week they're making some huge moves, you know it seems like it's probably going to be really good for them, and their stocks are probably going to keep climbing. Nice. So if they keep this up, they're they're going to be looking really good, and like I said, hopefully, the com you know the kind of the switch from you know internal combustion to EV goes through smoothly quickly so that they can get back to worrying about our fun and convenience rather than just economy yeah because that's where we kind of get excited again and you know get a hot rod electric toaster (laughs) that's when i'll be excited for an unveiling just make every car have an air fryer in it that's all possible manny (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, in other news, uh, Chrysler and PSA are now officially merged. PSA? PSA. Public and- service announcement? No. <laughs> it's another <laughs> auto manufacturer. <laughs> so th- them together are now called um, Stellantis. And they are the fourth biggest auto manufacturer in the world by volume now. Interesting. 
Yeah. So this basically up, op, um, they operate 14 different brands now, you know, Chrysler, Fiat, Jeep, Ran, uh, Piat and C- uh, Citroen. Okay. Obviously a couple other smaller ones, but I think Alfa Romeo's in there too, right? Yes, 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 I think so. So this is actually a big move considering like they, you know, I haven't really heard much from them as far as like the EV and advancing or even trying to even invest into the future. So maybe this is now that they're kind of merged and they have more of a power stake and more of a volume output, maybe now they can start making their moves and try to catch up. Yeah. So this this is going to be a big change, hopefully in the future too. Which, you know, they've always kind of had some of those uh, some of those ties together and crossing over for different cars and stuff. Yeah. So now it's official, and hopefully they have the income to stay alive now. <laughs> <laughs> I like you said that. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's kind of what it is at this point. Yeah. I I think we've kind of hit the peak of where. If you're not making investments and moves in this industry to go to the new platform and the new, you know, powertrain that's coming, then you're on your way out pretty much. Yeah. So it's, you know, maybe they didn't have the the backing, the investments, the money on hand to run that risk of investing in technology for it. And maybe now that they're merged, now they do. Okay. So... You know, I, I, I welcome it because obviously competition breeds excellence. True. If we only let GM run ahead of everybody in Tesla, they're going to corner the market. Prices will go up and we'll probably have shit product. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, as much as I like Mustangs, it's kind of like when Camaro and Dodge stopped making, or mostly Camaro, when Camaro stopped making their, com- or when Chevy stopped making their Camaro, you know, the Mustang kind of put out garbage. <laughs> and then they're going to make, they're going to stop the Camaro again. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, Mustang's gotten to the point where they're competing with more than just the Camaro now. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're going spec to spec with M4s now. They're going spec to spec with a lot of other sports cars now. Yeah. So hey. I, I, I think this time around, if the Camaro, Camaro dies, eh, they did it to themselves. It's not going to affect us as much. And then inter- inter- interesting add-on, since we just talked about Tesla right now, I actually saw a very interesting article. Um, I don't know if you remember who she is, but she's named uh, Jamie Lynn Spears. Uh, she was with, uh, I think, the show Zoe 101, if I'm correct. It's, it's been a long time since I don't remember her name, honestly. Is that Britney Spears' sister? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I never, I never knew relationships with celebrities because I never paid attention to the fantasy world of the celebrity life. Sure, sure, sure. And so she actually called out Tesla for running over and hitting cats on their streets. I think her cats as well, <laughs> or or just <laughs> tragic videos of Tesla cars hitting cats because. You don't because I guess they just don't hear the sound of the car rumbling with the engine stuff, so they're just too quiet. True, and I mean, I guess it could also be that if it's on autonomous mode and it sees a cat in the road, I highly doubt it's going to try to do a heavy breaker 
deteriorating to risk a car accident versus running over the cat. <laughs> yeah. So this is quoted from her Instagram post when she talked about it. We have lost, I don't want to tell you how many cats because they don't hear Tesla crank and the unfortunate things happen. It's really devastating and tragic for everyone involved. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and she called out Ellen Elon Musk that she that he owes them a couple cats and everything. <laughs> How many fucking cats does she have? I don't know. Is she is she the crazy cat lady? I mean, after she got pregnant or anything, who knows? <laughs> that yeah. But okay. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So we just talked about a. Uh, Tesla and it just clicked on my mind that I remember seeing that today. Okay. I saw an article today that Tesla wants to hire somebody to handle Elon Musk's Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> They're tired of him making the stocks fluctuate. <laughs> I mean, just, just keep having him play, uh, post anime related tweets. He's doing a good job at that. Has he now? <laughs> Careful, his tweet, his tweets will uh will bankrupt the company one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I mean, he's already got a lot of shit and everything, so he knows what he's doing. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> and uh, I do have one more little uh topic. Okay. So this is a little bit dated, but I was hoping uh, that some more information would have came out by now. But Ken Block is no longer with Ford. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, I did see that um, on his YouTube channel where he did a series called Hunicorn versus the World. Yeah. And for most people that don't know, Ken Block has the Hunicorn uh, race against multiple cars that are famous in their separate leagues. And the whole idea based on this series that they came out with in his, in his uh, YouTube channel was basically from Forza New Horizons, where you see people racing a unicorn and in drag races with every type of cars. So that's where they got the idea for this show. Correct, sir. And obviously he's had multiple pretty epic cars built over the years. Right? Yes, yes. So I don't think this is like one of those situations where maybe a contract ended and they decided not to renew. Mm -hmm. And my reasoning for thinking that is because they never built the fucking Huna Fox. <laughs> and I'm so pissed about that. <laughs> Are you really? I, I kind of am. I kind of am. Okay. If they would have built a Huna Fox, my my car values would have shot up because because everybody's gonna be all on that clout and they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna pay more for these things now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been interesting. I'm surprised in the in the Hunicorn versus the World series. I know we haven't seen an actual Fox body race. It actually, it honestly was the missing one that we all knew we needed. Yeah, because for the most part, I mean, you see. It, the Unicorn race, the Ford GT500, the McLaren, a 1200, uh, 1200 four-rotor all-wheel drive RX-7, which gave the Unicorn for its money, honestly. 
the unicorn bread van they raced it, which was I think it was one of the funniest episodes. <laughs> Trophy truck, uh, the world's fastest Audi RS3, uh, '66 uh, Drag Nova, and yeah. quite a few other cars. The F8 Tributo. Uh, what else? I'm trying to check their channel actually right now. The the new Ford GT as well. And a 49 F Ford F1, the world's fastest donk. And that's pretty much it, I think, that he raced. Yeah, I'm not worried about what he raced with the Hunicorn. I'm worried that he didn't build the Huna Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so that, that was the build that we all needed, but it doesn't seem like it's ever going to come into fruition. So it looks like they had only design and then... I think something must have happened and they decided to drop them. At least that's my take on it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, we'll never really know for sure. But it does seem like he's not keeping the the cars, right? What do you mean? Well, didn't he say on there when he started doing the uh, Hunicorn versus the world that that would be kind of the last drive he gets to do in the car? So he did announce that in his latest episode for the show um, that it was going to be the, his last dry or last ride in the Hunicorn as him and Ford are parting ways. Most people are calling him out saying that it's not going to happen, that he's, he's still going to drive it. It's, it's not the last time, but who knows, honestly? Yeah, I think you mentioned it. I don't remember if you did. I'm having I'm throwing a blank, but. Uh, possibly Ford might keep the car since they uh, since they did most of the funny. I'm, guess, I'm guessing with it, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure that that was all part of Ford's budget all the time. You know. Yeah. I don't know whether how much versus one side or the other. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, came out of his side of the the Hoonigan because that's his yeah. company, right? That's his media company. Yes. So who knows how much of his money came in on that side versus the other, but. I mean, for all we know, maybe Ford's taking it and they're going to go put it in a museum probably, you know? I would hope so because it just wouldn't feel right to have another person drive it if it's not Ken Block, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, driver doesn't matter, but I mean, the car was never really built for a race spec anyway, so it can't actually drive in any legitimate race. It was right? just meant to have fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually built to any spec to do to actually be in any competition. It was just meant literally to just rip around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, I mean, it, it could even just be that maybe the media promotion on his side is just not making the money of the investment. And I think maybe it could be like COVID related as well, just because of the whole situation. Um, I guess I'm just trying to, I mean, you figure that uh, COVID would put everybody more online, right? So mm-hmm. that he would have been able to produce more views, you know? Yeah. So maybe he just wasn't performing regardless of COVID or not. Maybe it just wasn't performing online the way they wanted it to. Yeah, I can see that. It's honestly. been like what, uh, I believe like 10, 12 years. It's been, a, gonna, yeah. yeah, it's been a really long time, man. 
he's been with them for a really, really long time. So it just might be like, okay, well, he's just not pulling the numbers that they need anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. I found my notes. It's 11 years. I was right. <laughs> I was right before and after it. So pretty much a decade with Ford then. Yep. Okay. So, it, you know, it, it's been a while. So that's a, that's a really great run, obviously. Yeah. But like I said, maybe it he's just not pulling in the views and the type of advertisement they want for the money they're spending anymore. Yeah. So who kno- who knows what the actual story is? It'd be pretty cool if those cars all went to uh basically went to a like museum we can go check out or something. I'd be down listening to go see it in person. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen all the Gymkhanas? Not all of them, but the most of them though. Okay. Do you have a favorite? Like what's your favorite uh Gymkhana car? Uh I I really don't have a preference, honestly. I just enjoyed all of them, most of them. All right, all right. Well, I would I think... say for you the Huna Fox, but that's never happened. No, no, yeah. I have to make my own. Fo- well, I'll make my own Huna Fox. <laughs> you go ahead and do that. I probably will one day. If you even start doing the Huna Fox, it will just be on jack stands for a decade. You know, I don't think you know how I build my cars, Manny. <laughs> on jack stands. <laughs> I mean, technically, you build them while they're on jack stands sometimes, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, this was kind of like a a big surprise to me, honestly. And like I said, the biggest thing is that he didn't build that damn fox. <laughs> But oh well, we'll see who ends up. You just want more value on yours. More what? You just want more value on yours. Oh yeah, who doesn't? (laughs) I mean, the foxes are going up in price anyways. I know that I have I have seen that honestly. Yeah, they're they're going up in prices anyways, and on top of that, you know, more and more, I guess, uh, part guys are just chopping these up, man. Yeah. Even here, just here in in Southern California, man, I think there's a there's a guy that parts them out all the time. Mm-hmm. Man, he's doing at least two or three fox bodies a month. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> two or three full fox bodies a month, and just ripping them apart and selling parts. Okay. Then. So at at this rate, yeah, they're gonna start getting expensive, man. I have a I have a buddy who started on a um a four cylinder notch. Okay. And due to the circumstances he's trying to sell it now, but it's just mind you, this is just a shell. It's still four lug. It was originally a four cylinder, so I don't even think the rear end is what you want. You know, you'd have to swap out everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's asking thirty five hundred for the shell. Oh shit. Yeah. So I imagine a cleaner shell is probably gonna go around four grand right now at least. Yeah. If you have one with an engine and trans in it, but it's not running, you're probably still looking at four and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're they're getting up there, definitely are. 
I might have to buy a second one before they get, you know, unattainable. Or me. <laughs> I do not. Uh... Yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I'd say go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you some posts later. <laughs> that's good. I'm about to get flooded. No, 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 no. I there was one that actually was a good deal, uh, for sale two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was a it was already a V8. Um, it originally I think it originally was supposed to be was uh built carb, but they already EFI swapped it. Okay. And I think it was a it was a four IT top. Oh, nice manual transmission and already five lug swap too. So five lug swap already had the disc brakes and everything. And he only wanted like 55 for it. It was actually a pretty decent deal. Nice. That would have been like a perfect base car to get started with, you know? Yeah. But they don't come on they don't come around at that good price anymore too often. True. But all right, Manny. I think that's it for my headlines, buddy. All right. What do we got next? Uh, how is your track prep coming? Oh, track March will be here before you know it. No, definitely. So, uh, basically I've already purchased my helmet. I've already ordered the Hawks uh, brake pads. And we've already discussed between me and you about our door numbers as well. Yeah. 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 I'll make you some weeb stuff. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah but pretty much just one step at a time tires i'm probably gonna wait until i get closer to the date to get them okay don't wait too too long just because if they don't have your size and they have to get ordered you got to think about budgeting yourself two weeks for that no yeah definitely not i wasn't thinking about like waiting for like the week or the week before okay yeah yeah maybe go maybe think about it by Shoot, when is the event? Is it uh March twentieth? March twentieth. So, like, so maybe like mid February. Yeah, yeah. I think by mid February start, you know, getting your final prices of which what brand or whatever you want to go with and get them ordered. Yeah. Yeah. Um I have some brands that I have in mind. So yeah, just pretty much just comparing them and see which ones I would be interested in getting. There you go. There you go. But yeah, I mean, for my track prep, I mean, like I said, I just have, I've already ordered the helmet, so I'm just waiting for that to come in. The brake pads, uh, door numbers as well with 3U, and pretty much just need to register for the date and just get the tires. Yes, remember, uh, you register, you have to actually pay a membership. Yeah, yeah, that I know. Yeah, so you get your membership and then you pay your ticket for the actual day. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's usually a weekend. So are you going to do one day or are you going to do both days? I'm probably going to do one day. One day? Yeah. All right. So are you going to do the Saturday or Sunday? I'm probably going to do Sunday. I'll, I'll still have to look into that, see which date would be better for me. Okay. Well, you normally, you typically work Saturdays, right? Yeah, that's pretty much why. Okay. Well... I want to say for the most part, Sundays are a little bit more empty. Mm-hmm. At least the last time I went, it was. But since this is the last year, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious about that since it is, you know, going to be probably the last year for Auto Club Speedway. 
I wonder if more people are going to be registering to kind of, you know, get their, get their last kicks in. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of brings me into my side is, uh, so I've been debating just, uh, throwing the suspension in as is into the Fox and taking the Fox. (laughs) So you're thinking about it then? I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, I kind of want to take the type R just because since it is the last time it's going to be out there or, you know, it's going to be really available. We have two more events with auto club. Yeah. That it would be nice to go out there and kind of shake down the best possible time I could in the type R. Okay. Cause I know I still have time left on there with that car versus when I take the Mustang out, it's going to be almost all test and tuning, you know? Yeah. It's not really going to be dialing in a lap times or anything. It's just going to be kind of feeling out the car, getting comfortable with it and trying to make any adjustments I need to for it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm a bit undecided. Part of me wants to do it just because I just want to start racing the, the Mustang already. Yeah. And just get the feel of it as you go along with it. Yeah. More just to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> But the other part of me is kind of like, no, just wait, be patient, and, you know, refresh everything like I was planning to until I can bring it out there, you know, in its 100% condition. Which technically is probably more responsible. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll see if uh, my tendencies get the better of me, but more than likely I'll probably do the smart decision and still take the Type R to that one. Okay, okay. Cause I, I'm so, I know I can get, I, I know I have at least two or three seconds left in me. So we'll see. I'm but definitely, gonna I definitely want to go out there and, uh, and at least pumble my time a little bit. Yeah. But well, I think, I think with that, Manny, that's our episode. Nope. Nope. We still got more. Do we? Our enemy recommendations. Oh, man, it's been so long since we've done one, I completely forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you posted a, you did a post on the stories? Yeah, so I did post on our Instagram page on our story for anybody that was interested in giving us anime recommendations, honestly. And for the criteria that we've pulled out was pretty much just animes that didn't have more than 24 to 26 episodes no more than two seasons because we still want to keep it small so we can be able to watch it within the time span we have before actually giving reviews and that it's not too mainstream. Yeah. I don't know if there's any, any, any other rec, uh, criteria that you can think of, honestly. Um, Ideally on Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And available to watch on official streaming services. Yeah, yeah. I think we had a couple on our last round that, you know, they ended up only being on some obscure websites that kept getting pop-ups. Or we had to pay $50 just to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we do want to give more priority towards official streaming services because they are the ones that get the funding to give towards as like royalties or like to pay for the licensing so, so studios and companies can continue making anime so we can continue watching so one yes, of the sir. reasons why we we say official so we can support the anime industry. Support those that support your hobby. Pretty much. And for some of the recommendations that we got, we've only got two, honestly. 
Uh, hopefully we can get some more later on. But uh, one was a great, uh, great pretender, which was actually an anime that came out this year in 2020. Not this year, 2021, but 2020. And yeah. the other anime was Hoseki no Kunai. Okay. So those are the only two animes that we got uh, recommended. So kind of interested to see Great Pretender. I did see that listed on the nominations for the anime awards. So kind of interested to see which ones, how that's going to be, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, we couldn't really ride the hidden gem thing for a really long time, you know? But it was a good starting point, though. Absolutely. It was definitely a good starting point. Now, from here, I'm not sure, you know, we'll probably discuss it later on after we're done with these reviews about maybe our next kind of bridge into the reviews. Mm -hmm. But maybe we'll mix it up and do something a little bit different. So these are going to be scheduled the same way as before. So we'll probably watch uh, watch the first one this this upcoming week so that we can do a review next week and then we will skip it and it'll be every other week again pretty much so every other episode we'll go back to doing some of our reviews yep man i really hope we go back to normal soon because i hate doing remote manny (laughs) (laughs) hey man we just gotta pull through honestly yeah yeah in the meantime honestly yeah yeah totally it just sucks because it's very hard, difficult to tell, like when you start or stop talking. And no, it just, it just doesn't get it. I feel like we don't have the same flow as we do when we're in person. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know what you mean, honestly. So here's hoping we start getting back to normal soon. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, well, here's hoping shit, I guess. But all right, Manny, is there anything else I forgot? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right, then. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and Twitch at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Uh, The reviews actually really, really help us kind of get the show exposed and on other people's recommended lists so that we can keep, keep on growing and keep on doing the show. And uh, if you guys have any recommendations, questions, things you want to hear, death threats, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Bye-bye.